What's going on, man? Welcome back to the channel. Welcome back to the basement. I'm Ron, and today, you know, I'm usually, I usually got some high upbeat energy. I'm trying to sell you guys on a player, trying to do this or that. Today, you know, I, I got some bad news, fellas. You know, I, a lot of us, you know, we're we're straight G's, we're straight champs on this channel. Most of us are at the back end of the first round. You know, you guys have seen my league. I have the 108, the 110, the 112 in one of my dynasty leagues, and I think it's time to put these late first rounders on the block. And here's why. Lego. I keep my gun in my drawers, duck in the sad news. My phone say seven missed calls, I know it's bad news. This life had left me so scarred, I'm knowing that's true. Remember song got so hard. Now before I slap the floaties on, get my goggles all situated for this deep dive today, make sure if at any point in time during the video you're fucking with the content, you go down below, you leave a like, and you subscribe, man. It would mean a lot. It helps out the channel a lot. Now let's get it to the task at hand today. We're going to talk about the back end of the rookie drafts of 2021. Now, here's the thing. This draft has been hyped up for two years now. You had the Trevor Lawrence, you had Jamar Chase, Justin Fields. It's supposed to be great. And that's that's all great. These first eight picks in a super flex rookie draft tight end premium, you have Trevor Lawrence, Justin Fields, Jamar Chase, ETN, Najee Harris, Trey Lance, Kyle Pitts, and Zach Wilson. All have killed it throughout the process. All looked good at pro days. All are worthy of being a top eight pick. It's that 109 to 202 range that I now Hey, I want nothing to do with those picks. You know, I really did like Javante Williams heading in. I even was like, you know what? Maybe Javante Williams could be RB2, RB1 if he blazes a pro day. He was supposed to be 5'10", 225. Fucking BMI out the ass. 4'5", 540 was what I was promised. He comes in 5'9", 212, runs a 4'6", That right there, we're looking at an undersized David Montgomery. I'm not interested in that in my in my rookie drafts in the first round, to be honest with you. I'm just not interested in that. Now, I will say these UNC stopwatches are different, bro. It seems like everybody at the UNC Pro Day underperformed. You had Javante Williams underperform. You had Diami Brown. Diami Brown, supposed to be six foot, like, I heard I heard 200-ish, but he comes in at like six foot, 190, and a guy that's supposed to be comparable to Will Fuller, absolute blazer down the field, 20 yards per reception. He goes out there and runs an adjusted 4-5. So if you're going to be a field stretcher and you're not even fast, I'm no longer interested. Then you have Rashad Bateman. And this is the one that weighs heavy on my heart, man. This is the one that made a grown man cry. If you guys follow me on Twitter, at RonStore underscore, you know. I've been caping up for Rashad Bateman all offseason. Wide receiver 2, locked and loaded. I wanted the Jets to grab him at 23rd overall. He goes from 6'2", 210. This is the thing. This is the thing that these college, these schools do. It, they, they treat the, the players height and weight on the website as their fucking tinder profile they put this guy at 6'2 210 he comes to the combine at six foot 190 i don't want to hear about covid i don't want to hear about that he looked like rashad bateman's little brother compared to what he was supposed to be you just don't get downsized like that now to be honest with you at the 23rd overall pick i think the jets have got better options there rashad bateman now we're moving him down javante williams now we're moving him down there's there's no one left to to replace now we have a lot of undersized wide receivers we have a lot of slot wide receivers beta wide receivers and the thing is for wide receivers while your girlfriend may tell you it does not matter, size matters for these wide receivers, fellas. So why do we want big wide receivers? Well, this guy on Twitter, Drew Oceanuk, he coined the phrase alphas eat first and it stuck with me these past couple weeks. We want some fucking high T alphas. We want guys, we don't want beta males. We want the guys in Planet Fitness with the fucking stringer T's on, lifting, maxing out the fucking Smith machine. Those are the type of guys we want. The definition of an alpha wide receiver in the NFL, 5'11 plus, 195 pounds plus, and BMI of at least 26. Now, how he came up with that definition, I'm not sure. That's that's Drew Oceanuk's definition of an alpha wide receiver, and it sticks. So here's how I can prove this to you. At wide receiver, we want 20 points per game or bust. About the average top six wide receiver in the last 10 years has scored about 20 PPR points per game. I'm starting to look at the wide receiver the same way as I do tight ends. I, I really am looking for a, a top six wide receiver 
more than a wide receiver one, a top 12 guy. You know, in tight end, the tight end six to 12 is way worse than the tight end one through six. In 2020, the average top six wide receiver scored 20.4 points per game and the wide receiver 12, Tyler Lockett scored 16.6. That gap is 3.8 points. Nothing crazy, but that same 3.8 gap between the average top six wide receiver and Tyler Lockett is the same gap between Tyler Lockett at wide receiver 12 and Tyler Boyd all the way at wide receiver 37. Let that sink in. The same gap between an average top six wide receiver and six spots below that, Tyler Lockett at wide receiver 12, is the same gap between Tyler Lockett and Tyler Boyd all the way at wide receiver 37 in points per game. You're gaining no edge from wide receiver 12 to wide receiver 36. The, those guys in that range that are always sitting around there are guys like Tyler Lockett, Tyler Boyd. They're all replaceable. Deontay Johnson, they all fit that mold. So what do these top six wide receivers look like? Before even saying that they're big, big hosses, let's see what it, what the data actually says. Since 2013, there have been 14 wide receivers to hit 20 points per game. We have Josh Gordon, DeAndre Hopkins, Devontae Adams, Julio Jones, Michael Thomas, Stephon Diggs, Calvin Johnson, OBJ, Demarius Thomas, Jordy Nelson, Brandon Marshall, Keenan Allen. And the two that don't meet the thresholds are Tyree Kill and Antonio Brown since 2013 Tyreek Hill and Antonio Brown are your your favorite outliers outliers it's the outlier of outliers if that makes sense they are day three picks out of small schools off the field problems small guys they are insane they are such outliers that if you were to come to me and tell me this prospect was the next Antonio Brown Tyreek Hill throw it out the window you could not comp a prospect to them because they are outliers or day five picks they, they are day three picks they were never supposed to pan out but when you get a prospect and you give them to me, you can you can comp them to a Keenan Allen, Demarius Thomas, Michael Thomas, all pretty reasonable projections. You know, there's a lot of guys out there that run similar times, look similar to those type of either X wide receivers, versatile wide receivers, guys that don't primarily play in the slot, and guys that do do look the part of a slot receiver play in the slot. The the, the reason why Antonio Brown and Tyree Kill are so crazy is because they look like Tyler Lockett slot receivers, but they can play everywhere and they can get touchdowns, make big plays. There's not a lot of guys in the history of the NFL that can do that. You're betting on an outlier if you're saying the next wide receiver. If you're saying Devontae Smith or Jalen Wilder are going to be the next Antonio Brown, Tyree Kill, those guys are day three picks that in uh, Dynasty Fantasy Football, like some of the OGs and the old heads were playing back then, you could probably could have gotten both of them off waivers. To now pay up in the first round of a rookie draft for outliers that would have to have Tyree Kill, Antonio Brown level breakouts to become top six 20 point per game wide receivers is an insane idea to me. Now, I'm not just picking on Jalen Waddle and Devonta Smith. I'm also picking on Rondell Moore, Elijah Moore, all these smaller wide receivers to justify, to pick those players at the back end of the first round. They don't offer that same upside as an alpha wide receiver. Now, if you even want to just say, you know what, I don't really care about the 20 points per game. That's an arbitrary number. When you get these wide receivers, you want them to accrue value in the dynasty space in your league and I think the best way to look at that is just dynasty ADP of the top 20 wide receivers per DLF ADP. Only three didn't hit those alpha thresholds of height, weight, and BMI. So when you're just speaking generally about wide receivers in dynasty, alpha wide receivers are more likely to score more points and they're more likely to accrue more value in dynasty, which is ultimately what you want out of these rookie picks. So how do we apply this to rookie drafts in 2021? There's a lot of undersized beta wide receivers in this draft that don't offer that 20 points per game upside that I'm talking about. We don't want wide receivers like Jamison Crowder, Tyler Boyd, Deontay Johnson, Robbie Anderson. They just don't have that 20 point per game elite dynasty wide receiver in their range of outcomes. Are they are they good? They're great in dynasty. You know, you get them late and they can produce for your team. You don't have to pay a lot for them. They're good, but they're not sexy. They're not Megan Fox and Transformers sexy. 
They're not Jennifer Aniston in friend sexy. They're they're like your English teacher on a rough day, good looking at best. This type of wide receiver, that brand of wide receiver is not one that I would spend a top 15 rookie pick to get. Are you guys out there? Are you guys willing to spend a top 15 rookie pick on Tyler Boyd, Deontay Johnson, Robbie Anderson, Jamison Crowder? Personally for me, I'm good on that. So like we were told, this class, it was supposed to be great. It was supposed to be a great wide receivers class, supposed to rival last year's rookie class. And I just think that we were... We, we were sold fool's gold, fellas. We all got fucking duped. We got fucking pranked, bro. In this chart, just peep this chart real quick. The top 10 wide receivers per rookie ADP in April of 2020 and 2021 are side by side right here. The red ones are the betas. The green ones are the alphas. There's a hell of a lot more alphas in 2020. So the wide receivers available at the back end of the first round, they don't offer nearly the same upside as last year. Last year, you could swing for the fences. Guys like T. Higgins, Justin Jefferson, Brandon Ayuk. Even a guy like LaVisca Chanel has still held value and you can kind of see his upside. And in 2021, you're not looking at that same upside. Terrace Marshall is the only one I can point at that I like their upside. Amon Ross St. Brown, maybe, but he's probably going to be a third round pick, late third round pick. Terrace Marshall is really the only shining spot. And I think once he gets first round draft capital, he'll probably move up probably in front of Rashad Bateman by the time this is all said and done. And you guys know, I love Rondale Moore. I love Elijah Moore. But they played mostly slot in college. They have really they have really low A dots. They're kind of just floor plays like Jarvis Landry. And I was high on Rondell Moore a few weeks ago. I kind of had my coming to Jesus in the fantasy world. I kind of took a step away and really did some research, dove deep on these wide receivers. And I need to have the best top tier content for the subscribers, for the 611 of you guys. I love you guys. Or I don't know why I said I love you guys. I don't know why I had to say I, I love you first like that. We're not that deep into this relationship. Now, maybe you guys are out there, you're watching this video and you're saying, but Ron, you don't have to draft a fucking wide receiver at the back end of the first if you don't want to. What else what am I going to draft? Javante Williams. I'm not that interested in Javante Williams. I, I think value-wise, fine. You can take him at the 109, 110, but I'm not thrilled to use my pick on him. I think I'd rather ship it for somebody else. And you can say, oh, but you can take Mac Jones. I know Matt Jones is going to go probably third overall to the Niners, but I'm not that interested in a guy that can't rush. He averaged like four rushing yards per game in college. When you have a guy like that, the, the ceiling is Matt Ryan, Kirk Cousins, Matthew Stafford, something among that line. And even then, those are like the high high range outcomes of, of his situation. He would have to be Aaron Rodgers level to even be a top 12 quarterback for more than one season. So for that reason, I just feel like there's a huge gap after the big eight. And if you're not getting upside from Javante Williams, Matt Jones, any of these back end wide receivers not named Terrace Marshall... I'd rather go and attack other players on other teams. I don't think that this is something that's widely known. I, I, I don't think that everybody is souring on these late first round picks. I think you can get guys like Cortland Sutton, Brandon Ayuk, if you just give them that 109 through 112 pick. You can go out and just grab those wide receivers. Those are two young wide receivers I love. Or you can get a, an ADP like face plan, or you can go out and get Mims, Pittman, Rager, bundle that up with the 109 and go get a T Higgins, go get a DJ Moore, go get those young wide receivers that are, are about to break out that have alpha size, have alpha upside, and are on the brink of becoming like perennial top five wide receivers in Dynasty. All right, so that's enough of my rant for today. Uh, if you made it this far, man, I really appreciate it. Make sure you go down below, leave a like, subscribe. If you guys are passionate about Dynasty fantasy football, if you're passionate about seasonal fantasy football, go down below. You can get my rankings, you can get trade advice, start sit advice, all that on my Patreon down below. If you're not into into that, you can still go to the Discord down below, join the Discord. You can still have access to the, the group chat, the community. I really just want to be immersed with the community, man. We're at like 612 subscribers. I love growing this thing. I want to keep pushing this thing full gear, full throttle, all the way through the NFL draft. And and, and don't don't think that I'm gonna I'm gonna piece as soon as the NFL draft happens. We're gonna have plenty of post NFL draft stuff, and then we're gonna really start rolling here as we get to the seasonal draft season, man. And I'm just excited for it all, man. This is gonna be my first full 
NFL draft through seasonal draft of me doing real content, pushing out content for you guys. I'm gonna be trying to do four to six videos a week from here until then. We'll see. We'll see what we can do, man. Uh, as always, you can find me at Roundstore underscore on Twitter. I'll see you guys in the next one. I keep my gun in my drawers, duck in the sad news. My phone say seven missed calls, I know it's bad news. This life had left me so scarred, I'm knowing that's true. Remember, my tongue got so hard.